Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, my God. 
Come on, baby. 
and also from Brother Reginald Jones, who said to me, uh, he just wanted to express his gratitude to Ebenezer as well. And he said to me, he said, Pastor, he said, these are his words. He said, you know what? Ebenezer showed me a whole lot of love in the transition of my father. And he said, I haven't been there very long, but they showed me a whole lot of love. I told him, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. So thank you. Your, your presence, your words, your prayers, your cards, they make a difference. Amen. Also want to say that uh, we had opportunity to go out and see Brother Kenneth Sexton last week weekend and uh, had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful visit with him. We sang, we prayed, we laughed, uh, and I'm just happy to report he looks good. He looks good. His faith is strong. His faith is strong. And he is being prophetic in his healing. And so we are looking forward when he can come and be here in Ebenezer. Uh, but he would want you to know that he is so appreciative for your prayers and for your continued prayers. He recognizes that he is on a journey and uh, he knows the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And so he is asking that Ebenezer keeps him lifted high in prayer. Had a chance to meet his lovely wife, and she is a power pack woman as well. And we enjoyed our time uh, with them. A few announcements. Just want you to know that we are finalizing our efforts to provide the COVID-19 vaccination here at Ebenezer. So if you have not received your COVID vaccination or you are looking to receive the booster shot, which I got this past week, both will be made available here at Ebenezer. We are not out of the woods yet with this pandemic. So if you have not gotten your shot or if you are a person that have preconditions and want to have that extra protection, the booster shot will be made available here at Ebenezer. More details to follow. I will say this, we are in need of some volunteers to help us to register, to register persons who are interested. This is not only for Ebenezer, but this is for the community as well. So more details will be following as it relates to the COVID-19 shot here at Ebenezer. Also, Outreach Ministry is ready to accept names for Thanksgiving baskets. We are putting together at least 20, at least 20 Thanksgiving baskets this season. Uh, we are also will be accepting monetary donations from the church uh, to purchase containers for the food. So if you have someone that you would like or know would need a Thanksgiving basket, please call the church office or please call a member of the outreach committee to get their names so we can make certain that we are taking care of them this Thanksgiving. Also, members can help by making monetary donations to this effort as well. We want to make sure they have everything they need. Amen? Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. We want to bless some families in this church and within this community. Amen? Amen. Also, we are happy to announce that the Thanksgiving Day worship service, there will be a Thanksgiving Day worship service held here at Ebenezer. Ebenezer will be the host church for the Thanksgiving Day service. Uh, we'll be gathering with Morning Star Missionary Baptist Church. The Reverend Dr. Henry Marlowe is pastor. 
the Monumental Baptist Church, Reverend Cleopas Lee is pastor, Blackwell Israel AME Zion Church, where Reverend Todd Garrett is the pastor. They all, their congregations will all be here on Thanksgiving Day uh, for worship, and we are super excited they are going to be here as Ebenezer will be the host this year. Amen? Amen. So mark your calendar. Also, we want to make mention uh, that we will be having a music workshop as we make plans for 2022. We are having a music workshop led by Mr. Zachary Wayne Lavender. This workshop is designed to ignite and revitalize our music ministry. So if you are a choir member, a former choir member, want to be a choir member, a singing preacher choir member, we need you there. November 5th and 6th, it's Friday night from 7 to 8.30, and then Saturday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can register uh, by calling 708-329-8709. Again, that's 708 708- 329-8709. This, this information will be in the office for registration, but we're asking all of our musicians to be there. Uh, all of our musicians, our choir members, used to be choir members, want to be choir members, budding choir members, musicians, we want you there at this workshop, and we know it will bless you indeed. Amen? Amen? Amen. Also, we are super excited with today continues uh, with our Open House Chicago. Uh, we've had many people to visit our church on yesterday. I was told we had over 220 people to come by Ebenezer on yesterday. Thank God for the volunteers who were here to show them around. And they also dropped a little donation on Ebenezer, too. So we are excited about that. We will be having another open house today and from 1 to 5. If you are not doing anything and are a friendly person and want to help the volunteers, stay on after and be a volunteer to help show those guests around Ebenezer. Um, You all know that we are a historical church, and people want to see this facility. They want to worship here. They want to be here, and we want to have our doors wide open. So today from 1 to 5, we uh, will be here for the Open House Chicago. And then finally, and let me tell you where this was born out of. It's, it's amazing what the conversations you have at funerals with people as you are reminiscing and sharing. I had an opportunity. The Lord fixed it so. I know the Lord did. That Sister McGee was sitting right behind me, right? Sister McGee, you know, and she is a, a, a living a living history of Ebenezer, of the many years she's been here. And so we were talking about a lot of things, and we were just sharing, laughing, as we were supporting uh, 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 Sister Burns and her family. And we talked about uh, special days uh, that we have had down through the years at Ebenezer. And after that conversation, the Lord put it on my heart. The Lord put it on my heart and said, you know what? I know we're living in a pandemic. I know we're limited in some of the things that we can do. But you can still, still do something that celebrates people in the church. And so next Sunday, next Sunday, 
all are invited to join us in person as we celebrate our Women's Empowerment Worship in Pink Sunday. We will be dedicating this day to women, making it to the women that make it happen in our families, in our church, in our faith communities, and our world. God created the hearts and minds of women uniquely to bring him glory in all aspects of life, in the workplace, in our homes, in the community, in our understanding, and our application of the gospel in missions and in the local church. I'm asking you to help us encourage the faith, the accomplishments, and the rich history of godly women. I'm asking Wear something pink and raise your voice. Help us raise your voice on Sunday, October 24th, in favor of the women, in favor of the mothers, the sisters, the friends, the grandmothers, the girlfriends, the wives, the daughters that we know and love as we celebrate Women's Empowerment Worship in Pink Sunday. We'll be having as a guest speaker, uh, Reverend Dr. Erica Carter, who is from the Powerhouse Church of Chicago. She will be here next Sunday. Uh, and so we are gathering on next Sunday. So wear something pink. Don't go out and shop for something new, please. I hope my wife heard that. But wear something pink as we celebrate women's empowerment. Amen? Oh, come on. Do y'all got, is there some godly women in this place? Amen. Now, let me cut you off with the past. I know that in the past we've had chairmen and all of that kind of stuff. This year we couldn't do that. We're living through this pandemic. But we can do something to celebrate godly women in Ebenezer. So I thank God for a divine providence for him placing Sister McGee behind me. She didn't tell me to do this. I just asked her. And I said, what, where did y'all used to have? And she told me and shared with me and, and even gave me the history. You all know what month it really started? Y'all know what month? Y'all know when we celebrated, right, at Ebenezer, right? It usually celebrated in October, right? But it started being celebrated in July. July. So thank you for this wonderful history that you provided to me, and we will celebrate Women's Empowerment Sunday on next Sunday. We got some special things happening on that Sunday. You got to be here to experience. For those who will be out of town, we got something for you. Don't worry about it. Amen. Let's continue with our worship this morning. Right here. 
y'all mamas that gotta see y'all babies like I'm like but don't we got Facebook you you gotta fly yeah I gotta fly okay so uh so she's be traveling back later today and we're praying for traveling mercies we're lifting up and continuing praying for sister Ethel Burns and her family uh even though the service is over, we're still with you. And I know that you have moments, and you will have moments. But I want you to know that we're not stopping praying. We're continuing to pray for you. We're continuing to pray for Marguerite Jones, the mother of Reginald Jones, and for Reginald Jones' entire family. We're continuing to pray for them. We're praying for Linda Hill, the daughter of Deacon James Smith. We're praying for Doris Robertson, the cousin of Beverly 
Stinson in Vegas. We're praying for her. We're praying for George and Rose Hall, Latima Nathan, the niece of Minnie Pegg. We're praying for Claudia Davis and Marlena Jackson, who is still on the mend. We're praying for Billy Daniels of Rochester, New York. Deacon Chester Coleman and Elise and Willie Graham, we're continuing to pray for Alfred Moore, who is who has been released from the hospital and now in a uh, rehab facility. Continue to pray for Kenneth Sexton and Minnie Pegg, Al and Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Mary Sumter, Terry Sumter, Grace Lee, Deacon James Smith, Ramona Garrett, and her healing. Reverend Mary Grant, Sarah Phillips, Mary Alexanders, all those who have been impacted by violence in our city this week. Those who are continuing to fall victim to the pandemic, we're praying for them. Let us go to God in prayer. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. God, we come before you this moment at this hour, oh God, before the altar, oh God. Lifting our voices, O oh God, making our petitions to you, O oh God. Asking you, O oh God, that you would have mercy upon those whose names we have called and lifted uh, into the air, atmosphere, O oh God. God, we ask that you would bless them, O oh God, that you would strengthen them, that you would comfort them, O oh God. Whatever they have need of, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would touch in a, in a mighty way. God, hearts are broken and lives have been altered and changed, but God, we know that you have promised never to leave us and that you will be with us, oh God. And so we're clinging to that promise right now, God, for those who are yet still mourning comfort right now, God, for those who are sick, God, we ask for healing right now in the name of Jesus. We're lifting up Kevin Sims today, oh God. Speaking healing in his life right now, oh God. We're lifting up all of these things right now. I'm lifting up Rob Martin. We're asking for healing right now, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, oh God. God, we ask thy blessings upon this church, oh God, in the work that you've given unto our hands, oh God, for the various ministries, oh God, and, and, and all of the departments of this church, oh God, for the officers and uh, the trustees and the deacons, oh God, for our ushers, for all of those who serve, oh God, in the name of Jesus, encourage our hearts. Encourage our hearts. Strengthen our ties that bind us. Cause us to love deeply and intentionally in the name of Jesus. God, you have called us a church to be a church for a special and time to think. God, help us to meet the mission that you've given unto us. Help us to be the people you have called us to be in this world. God, calls people to know and to understand that we are indeed Christians. Not by what we say. Not necessarily by what we do, but they'll know we are Christians by our love. For we love you today, O oh God. And we know that you love us. 
So, God, we ask that you would have your way in the balance of this service, oh, God. That something that might be uttered, something that might be spoken, some call that might go forth, oh, God, will point somebody to the cross. Will cause them to know that they need to have a real and meaningful relationship with Jesus the Christ, God. We'll be ever so careful to give you the praise, to give you the honor and the glory. For it is in the matchless name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Praise the Lord, everybody. I know uh, these last 2020 and 2021 were, uh, it, was a rough, it was a rough couple of years for, all, for most of us, the majority of us. But I found that you have to encourage yourself and speak over yourself and tell your own self, you're going to get through this. You're going to be all right. So this song is for you. Yeah. 
despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. But consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. In the aftermath of that song, you got to encourage yourself. My title this morning is Don't Quit. Don't Quit. Story broke this past summer about an Olympic gymnast by the name of Simone Biles who withdrew from competition. It wasn't the fact that she was just any Olympian, but she was the one that most people picked as a clear favorite to win a gold medal. At first, people thought that it was due to an injury. But it became clear as the days went on that it was more of an emotional issue of well-being more than anything physical. Now let me say right now, I have no throwing no shade against Simone Biles because I'm not nearly qualified enough to judge whether she did the right thing or the wrong thing since the greatest act of gymnastics I had at the point in my life trying to figure out how to get 10,000 steps on my Apple Watch every day. So I'm not the one to stand back with a pointing finger. I, I don't know all the things that she had to go through. However, this story made me think about a far more important thing that we are involved in today, and it's our own Christian journey, our race, our witness, towards glory. This is a race that we cannot quit and expect to be awarded the prize when we stand before God Almighty on Judgment Day. And so I thought it'd be important for us to look at a few things to help us not to quit, not to throw in the towel, not to give in. The first thing that we have to do as we look at that particular scripture is to evaluate your situation. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, therefore, we are also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The first, very first word in this verse is, Therefore. And what we learned many times in, se in seminary was when we see the word therefore, we need to see what it's there for. The first verse here in Hebrews 11 sets the tone, the tone for what the chapter is all about, but it also makes a statement concerning faith that still holds true today. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith, anybody remembers that scripture? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The writer goes on into talking about some of the great giants of faith in the Old Testament, such as Abel and Enoch and Noah and Sarah and Abraham. He talks about Jacob and Moses and Joseph and so many more. 
This chapter gives us a verse that on the face might seem a bit difficult, but still holds these people forth as tremendous examples of people of faith. Hebrews 11.13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Then after listing even more people of faith who were persuaded and who were persecuted for their faith in unimaginable ways, there was another surprising statement as the chapter closes out. Hebrews says, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. These verses summarize the lives of other great men and other great women of faith. Some experienced outstanding victories, victories like many of you, you and I have experienced, but others were severely mistreated, tortured, and even killed for their faith. Having a steadfast faith in God, you do know, does not guarantee a happy, carefree life. On the contrary, our faith almost guarantees us some form of abuse from the world. Whenever you articulate your faith, whenever you demonstrate your faith, you know and have experienced people look at you funny. While we are on earth, we may never see the purpose of our suffering, but we know that God will keep his promises to us. We may never understand why we had to go through what we had to go through. We may never know that trial or that tribulation, what, what its meaning, but we are mindful that God will keep his promises to us. So when we see therefore, the word is making sure that we take time to evaluate the examples in the chapter before. This cloud of witnesses is being portrayed as a great audience of faithful men and faithful women who have gone on before. And most of them continue to have faith in an all-powerful, promise-keeping God despite what they saw with their eyes or touched with their hands. They looked forward to the coming Messiah, yet didn't see him with their physical eyes. While we look back at the one who came, but also ahead to the one who is coming again. I know for many who have gone through difficult times over, I know many of you have gone through difficult times few months. But one of the things that has caused emotional stress for a lot of us is being alone. going through things can be an overwhelming feeling. That way, by our loving God, for God wants us to be with people for encouragement. And he wants us 
to be encouragers. One of the reasons we gather on Wednesday nights goes far beyond just the Bible study. It goes to the very need we all have of knowing that we are not alone. The cloud of witnesses from the Old Testament has only grown over the ages as many of our loved ones have been removed from our presence but moved into that cloud. I believe the message here is that we need to look at the lives they live while here on earth and be inspired and lifted up by the faith they had in God. I thank God for the faithful and steady life my dad lived before he passed away. I look around this congregation today and know there are seats that are empty that were once occupied by men and women of faith such as Hansel and Jones and Brooks and Manuel and Green and Davis and Sims and Cage and Finger and Sykes and so many more. The list goes on. Their lives, their lives of faith need to inspire us to keep us going, to not quit. Yet, even greater than that, remember that Jesus Christ himself is on your side. He's on your side. Lay aside the weights and the sins. As this idea is developed further of an athlete in a race, the writer, the writer reminds them that during the races and games that were taking place at the time, no runner who wanted to win would dream of running that race with weights around their ankles. Long-distance runners would work hard to build up their endurance and their strength. And on race day, their clothes are lightweight and their bodies are lean to run the race that God has set before us. We too must also strip off excess weight that slows us down. So you may ask, how do we do that, preacher? Well, first, we need to choose friends who are also committed to the race. Because the truth of the matter is, wrong friends will have values and activities that may deter you from the course. Much of your own weight may result from the crowd you run with. Oh, I can't get no help here. Make wise choices with your friends. Number two, drop, drop those activities that, that may wait holding, might hold you personally back or prevent you from spiritual progress. Try dropping those things that are holding you back, like pride and arrogance and evilness. Put it aside. And see if you can fly then. And then thirdly, get, get help uh, 
for your addictions that disable you. What you mean, Brad? Well, you know those those secret ways, those things that separate you from being in right relationship with God. Then Hebrews tells us to look to Jesus. 12.2 says, looking unto Jesus, get this, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him did what? Endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Someone once said, if you aim for nothing, you will hit it every time. While we know there is a great cloud of witnesses who inspire us, our goal and our aim should be to keep our eyes laser focused upon God. Everything that we do here, every work that we try to complete, we have to be laser-focused on Jesus. A runner has one primary goal. Many of y'all saw or were aware of the Chicago Marathon a week or two ago. Some of y'all got held up coming to church because of the marathon. Everybody who was in that marathon had one primary goal. One primary goal. It wasn't necessarily to come in first, but the goal was to finish the race. To finish the race. To finish the race. To have victory over every fiber of their being that at times during that race told you to quit. To have victory over your feet that were hurting. To have victory over the thirst that was upon your lips. To have victory over the pain that was in your body. One goal to finish the race. As Paul was nearing the end of his life journey, he wrote to young Timothy these words. You've heard them before. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. He didn't use the words, I have been the greatest and the best of preachers. He didn't say that I was the first, not the last. He says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. We are to look to Jesus. Jesus is both the founder and the completer of our salvation. For we have to understand that we can't do it on our own. And our efforts of becoming right with God apart from Jesus is futile and won't end well. While many runners in a race today would be sure they knew what the finish line looks like. Whether it's the place they started from or another place, there's no way we can know when or how our race will end up. 
Who thought we would be living like this two years ago? We don't know how our race will end up. One of the things that has often puzzled me about people who author a book is whether they knew the end of the book as they began writing. I suppose one would have to think they did, but most likely there were twists and there were turns in the writing of the book that they did not anticipate, nor did they plan. But we can rest assured that when we look at the author and the finisher of our faith, I have no doubt in my mind that God is well acquainted with all we have gone through and all that we will go through on this journey of faith. But as we live this life, you should know there is absolutely nothing about your life that has been, is, or will be a surprise to God. Even in those times when we get off track, it's good to know we can go back to the author and the finisher to get us back on track. No, he will never do that against our will. But if we are open to his leading, if we are open to his guidance, he has a way of taking all we have messed up and making something beautiful of our lives. You do know he has said, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You should know he started the book, and he knows how the book of your life will end. Finally, after looking to Jesus, get this, we need to consider Jesus. Hebrews 12 and 3 says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. It seems there are, there are two different things taking place in verse 2 and verse 3. Looking unto Jesus has more to do with what or Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.